Uh, welcome to Weird Juju's. I am Link, and this is... I'm Kuja. Oh, you remembered your name this week? I remembered my name. Oh, congrats. Uh, we're <laughs> we're going to have a podcast in response to episode uh, 12 of the anime and episode chapter... Shit, what, what was the chapter of the manga? Chapter 133. Now, now I can't even criticize you anymore, because I did it too. I, I also... I, I finally got my opening. poop brain. <laughs> All right, uh, and play the opening theme, please. chapter but uh we only have limited spaces in our brain and we have ghetto thoughts 24 7 365 days a year so we're gonna talk about ghetto ghetto would you say it ghetto ghetto the second i call one. him the brain the brain oh let's call him the brain that's the a brain. better <laughs> the brain it's like a superman villain or a <laughs> all right we're gonna talk about ghetto's sexy body but also the brain that's inside of it right now because it seems like he's finally going to get an explanation God, I, God, imagine they started calling that. It's been like what a year since we've seen Ghetto. It's it's been a year. Um, I was thinking about this earlier. It was the Christmas chapter last year was the oh, reveal. Wow. Yeah, and then and then it went on a two week break, and that's gonna break every fucking. So it's Christmas chapter last year. There are about seven million theories going around about who Brain might be, and we've got almost no screen time with Brain since then. So. <laughs> I think the appearance of Choso this week is a pretty big hint as to who it might be. So why don't you try explaining our main theory? Um, yeah, I mean, this is my favorite theory out of all of them. And the one that is the most behind it. And that the brain is Camo Norotoshi. Obviously senior, not junior. That would be so sad. So yeah, we haven't got a lot of information about who the brain is. But the two things that we do know for sure is that they're a jiu-jitsu sorcerer, right? So and they're, they're from an older era. Yep. Yeah, oh. and they're from a, a previous era. Um... I mean, thinking back to sorcerers from previous eras that we know of, we have Kamo Norte. Or, or is it Norse or Ken? Kamo? Okay, we, we cannot spend no the entire. To- we can't spend the entire podcast arguing about how to pronounce things. We'll just look no, like no, 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 no. It's it's literally it's because I'm staring at a, a, the chapter itself and it says Noshitori and I was like, that's not his name. He's Noritoshi. He is. He's Noritoshi. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So Kamo Noritoshi is the only one that like we know apart from Sukuna. No. What about who's uh, from a previous era? What about a uh, master? What's his name? Tengen. Oh, Tengen. Tengen. That's, right. that's another one of the main uh, oh, theories. Shit. Yeah, yeah. That's another main theory. Yeah. Uh, you can maybe talk about that one because I haven't read too much of that one. I, I, I don't read really that one either. Buy that one. Yeah, I, I, it just hasn't landed with me. So, but yeah. So Kamo Nortoshi. I mean, the the first suspicious thing we have of him when he is introduced, <laughs> the only panel that we have of him is where he's like covered his whole head with a parasol and it's like shadowed the entire head, which you know could be coincidence, but 
symbolically, visually, I think. Hiding the fact that he's a, he's a brain jumping. Yeah, exactly. Actually, you know what's um, an old theory I used to have? What? Remember how Eno always kept his head covered with that, uh, like, do-rag? Who? I used to think the reason why he always wore that ridiculous hat was because he also had head stitches. Who? I was, I was, you know, your boy. Oh, Eno. Oh, sorry. No, my, uh, the Discord caught out. You have to remember, I'm in Ireland and the internet is like, it's a new thing. Is um, run by yeah. magic? Oh, is there a fairy right now next to you? Not right next to me, but I mean, I'm surrounded, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that's the only panel we have of him so far, which is immediately suspicious. But you could disregard that. The thing that I think is the more compelling uh, proof of him possibly being Possessor is that his entire characterization and introduction based on experiment in the human body, right? So he has the academic in the biology of the body, which immediately, if it's somebody whose curse technique is just scooping their brain out, putting it in another else. person's body, you know, it's an immediate link there. But um, more specifically, when he's introduced, uh, he is curious about uh, breeding between curse spirits, and that is how the curse with death paintings came about. So Choso, Eso, Ketu, and the other six, right? Six. Yeah, um, nine total, because there's nine months in a pregnancy. Shit. Did you not get that until right yeah, now? No, no, no. You're going to have a lot of moments where you say something that's incredibly obvious, and I just go, fuck. Do you not yeah, notice duh. that the, the, all, the, all the fetuses were further and further along stages. in the picture? I'm literally staring at the panel line and going, oh, shit. Yeah, that's, a, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so it's the brain who is the person who in concept death me and tells Hito and the... Cursed well, spirits. The, cursed, the, the yeah. cursed family, all about them, and that they're being held, the first three are being held at Tokyo College. Um, as far as I know, still no idea where about the six. Uh, yeah, and, and he sends Mahi to retrieve them along with Sukaders. So retrieving Sukaders' fingers makes perfect sense, but why anyone would want the death paintings unless they actually know about them and have some sort of interest in them is beyond me. So that, go on ahead. Oh, it's 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 pretty obviously someone who is was either a special grade curse sorcerer or at least had like insider knowledge because that's what Udahime said, isn't there? That there's at least one other person acting as a mole who's like higher up than the both. It's it's someone who would know that Gojo handed who Gojo didn't have Shoko get rid of the body. It's somebody who would know that would know about the death paintings in the first place and also know how to um get them out of the like apparently the whole thing is built like a maze, right? Keep intruders out. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. So they would need to know how to get to the actual uh, storage facility, which is, I'm pretty sure, is well underground. And not only another thing is they'd have to, because they just talked about how Ghetto would have won last year if he did certain yeah. things, which is it's so sad, isn't it? Ghetto literally lost because he cares about his family too much to, like, sacrifice them like pawns. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a really nice touch. Literally, unlike Gojo, who was like, okay, so I'm going to throw the kids right at Ghetto and I'm sure they'll be <laughs> <laughs> Those two really are opposites. Okay. Yeah, but and even then, even that was so like sweet. But the fact that well, no, not not sweet. <laughs> sweet. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but I mean the fact that he says himself, yeah, you know, Inumaki and Panda could have just died, but I trust that you wouldn't hurt a human or uh, a sorcerer, especially a teenager, uh, if there wasn't a reason. Oh, Ghetto knows. Yeah. Ghetto and Gojo are just—they gotta stop flirting by declaring war on each other. <laughs> okay, we're so distracted. We gotta get back. The final thing I was gonna yeah, say. Sorry, is sorry. If Gojo was there, if Ghetto knows about this, that means they were there a year ago in somebody else's body. Because the yeah, original court Noritoshikama was long dead, and also there's Sukuna himself who is said to have cheated death because he was a sorcerer beforehand, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then he became a cursed spirit. And apparently, however he died, it wasn't by the sorcerers of that era killing him. And 
after he died, he made 20 fingers that lingered as like grave wax. And they couldn't seal all the stuff in his fingers because he lingered around way after death. So there's a parallel there between there's already a sorcerer who figured out a way to cheat death after the fact by living, you know, living body parts. But those are the big reasons why we think it's Kamo, because there's like little hints. And there were it was the same for when Ghetto was there were hints that it wasn't really Ghetto. Because remember, we saw Ghetto like just sit there and watch Koki die and just kind of laugh about it. And we were like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that ties into um, when Gojo said, you know, I knew that you wouldn't kill these sorcerers if you didn't reason. Like, that should have been our first big hint that it wasn't uh, actually Ghetto. Because he he has, like, very clear disdain for cursed spirits, right? Like, the way he talks to Hanami near the start of the thing. But he he has, like, an equal amount of disrespect towards her, which is just the exact opposite of what Ghetto would pursue. So it, it really was obvious looking back. I think it's just sorcerers of this era he seems to hate. But, like, we've gotten absolutely so? nothing on his motivation. <laughs> okay, okay. Now that we've gone over the theory, we're going to move on to our second thing we we're going to say, which is, do we think Getu works as a villain right now? Or, like, what do we want to see out of him that would make him make us, like, interest? I'm sorry, this is seven questions to ask you at once. <laughs> and you're, you're a very... Oh, we all, we all know I'm so good at questions. Child. Let's narrow it all down to one topic. <clears throat> what do we want to see next week that would, like, make us, like, what do we think is going to happen when Getu talks about his motivation because right now he's just like a mustache twirling villain like there's literally he just seems like a very old man who's very grumpy about this week's sorcerers like other than being a brain and being like crafty and maniacal he's not he doesn't have the sexiness of ghetto himself what are you thinking we're gonna get to see next week Uja? next week i mean the most obvious thing that i think that would come from it is that he tries to form some sort of bind and vow Yuji. um but the question is to what end and i mean he keeps going on about this new world on what that's gonna look like so I don't know if it's that he is just like a mustache world villain so far he obviously has some sort of ideological pursuit but he Um, seems to hate both curses and sorcerers and like even his own allies like remember um okay so I actually got some translation clarification on that last part where he pokeballs Mahito Uh, I think Mahito is saying Mahito is saying that he he never trusted Ghetto from the start because Mahito is made from the fear of human beings so he was always afraid of Ghetto yeah, he always knew it was going to come to that end. And and that was a panel uh, earlier when they split off, right? He said he was going to stay with the prison realm and Gojo. And Mahito said to go pursue Jay and like shot Ghetto a look. Oh, yeah. So so he has always known it's coming. And I think that was obvious, really, like, through Shuya. So yeah, so Ghetto has no respect for his own ally. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Where he just seems sort of one note evil. That's why I'm really looking forward to what's coming next week. You gotta give us like... Well, what are the thoughts going through his brain? I mean, in contrast to Ghetto, right, who did have a, this evil way of going about something, but it was in pursuit of a thing it was for a community, right? He believed that sorcerers should all band together to create this world, didn't manipulate them, exploit them. Yeah. The brain, I'm assuming, has a very ideological idea of what a world should look like. And I think that's going to tie into a lot of religious symbolism that's been introduced so far. I mean, yeah, um, the, the curses wanted to introduce a world where curses reigned on top of sorcerers, but it does not look like they're getting that because Mahito got Pokeball and they're all dead. But I don't think it's going to be a case of he wants a world, or sorry, they want a world that benefits any group of people in particular. I think it's going to be a very... Shit, I think he's trying to bring back gonna... the old the old era of sorcerers. Like, that's my best guess at his motivation right now. No, I'm, I'm not sure about that one either. I think it's going to be something entirely of this person's design. Um, but so, it's imposed upon other people. It's how they so, think other people should live rather than for the benefit so, of a group. Of- so basically, he wants to become God like every other Final Fantasy villain ever. That's um, that's that's original. Have you, have you <sighs> never played I mean, a Final Fantasy game? 
Have you? <laughs> no, no, I, that I have not. That would have been funny. That would have been funny if you played a Final Fantasy game, okay? It would have been hilarious. Every, ref, every it, reference you make will be funny if I got it, but I just never got it. All right. So you think that he's just going to impose his values on the world? But like in a twist way, because unlike Ghetto, I mean, he even says the opposite of Ghetto. He says Ghetto should have just sacrificed his forces to win instead of, you know, pulling back. So yeah. he could let his family keep living. And it's kind of sad the way that happened too, because he, he really makes Ghetto sound like a child. He's just like, well, if he, ha- if he hadn't been so sentimental, if he had a thought about it, you know, then he'd have achieved what he wants, but he well, was he a baby is, about it. He is Kamo. If he is Kamo, then he's like, oh, what, a 400-year-old mad scientist? So his empathy brain must not be very good. That was a sentence. I don't, I don't, his, his, I don't um, think any of my- <laughs> His emotions, his... I, I don't think he has any friends left, is what I'm trying to say, because he's a 400-year-old mad scientist who, you know, forced a woman to have nine children. Got It got excised from his clan. Oh, you know what I think he might be? Yeah. Well, I think he might be, like, a symbol for the embodiment of the... You know how everybody thinks we're going to have a corruption or, like, a politics art coming next? Oh, yeah? He might be a symbol for, like, you know, like, the, the old-school corruption that Gojo keeps talking about, how, like, everything is run by, like, a, a bunch of old-timers who want to destroy the use of people involved in order to, you know, um, like, hold on to whatever little power they have left. Because, I mean, even if, if it is Noritoshi Kamo, there's even a direct parallel where the modern-day, the Noritoshi Kami we know is literally just a kid who's the son of a concubine because they couldn't create any heirs themselves because, like, the bloodline dried up. I'm assuming, like, the Romanovs something where they're just too insular at this point. Okay, it's like the Romanovs where all the clans are so hateful to outsiders that they become oh i was was trying so hard to avoid about talking they're so the the, do you get what i'm hinting at the bloodlines yeah i think so but if you want to include it in the thing you're gonna have to explain it (laughs) all right so i know you love when i make it my theory is that all the old blood the reason why we're seeing the three great clans weaken is because like the romanovs of old they're so they've all the clans have all so much intermarriages that the gene pool is shrinking Due mm-hmm. to basically what is, you know, like cousins marrying other cousins and whatnot. Because all the clans have this hatred of outsiders. And we see it present, at least in the Zenin and the... And like anything that's even remotely different, they throw out of the clan. Which is why like people like Toji and Mai, Maki get their whole childhoods destroyed. Just because they're different, you know? Oh no, I was going to say even the fact that uh, Naruto Jr. is the son of a concubine. He's legitimate. But, yeah, and they, they treat him know, like he crap is for blood. He's, he's, he's garbage to them, but they're like, he's useful at least. And he's of us. And therefore we will accept him. That's so, the only sense. So if he is Kamo from like 400 years ago, I think he might literally just be like an embodiment of like all the old people who are using their traditionalist ways to like oppress children because, oh, this is the way it's always been. So it should be this way. Just like the corruption that's the previous generation has been kind of forcing on the new generation. And that's, you know, that's also why Ghetto and Gojo broke too. Right. I think the opposite. I, I'd like, I think he's a radical. Uh, like the entire idea of combining person humans would be completely abhorrent to, to the old guard, which is why he was uh, like outcast from the clan in the first place. So I think that even even the old guard now would just be like, absolute not. We don't want anything. He, I don't think he would have any comment them. Okay, so our topic two. <laughs> Yuji got his ass kicked this chapter, didn't he? Yeah, he got it. He's been getting his ass. <laughs> he has been getting so many ass kicking. Even his, even his one moment of triumph where he finally beats Mahito just immediately gets floored by Ghetto afterwards. Yeah. And so, but I mean, um, he he comes out of it so much better than he does Mahito. Yeah, like you're that, right. Uh, I I haven't read Bleach, but I know you have, and a lot of other people did comparison to the Ichigo panel. What Ichigo panel? 
Uh, see if you go to after after the centipede attack, yeah. the the brain launches, and Yuji's like lying, his clothes ripped, and he's gallon along the door. Yeah, uh, and people have been like comparing it to that pong. I have a red leaf, so I don't know where it is, but okay. I'll send you a link, and then. So now, now it's more like he's you know angry and determined as opposed to like giving up all hope. But um, and it's also a pretty funny parallel to where the anime is this because like we also had that same thing again where Yuji looked like he was about to save Junpei. And then Mahito suddenly showed up and ruined his day. <laughs> and you know, and what he I... also had his he had his yeah. hero as well, though. Where he was like, "I'm just gonna tear through this," and he would go straight for Mahito. And finally says, "You know, yeah." It's it's interesting because it seems like um it seems like very uniquely um every time Yuji tries to play hero, he kind of gets pantsed by the narrative. Like yeah. Yuji, we know Yuji is a very caring and um helpful person to other people but when he like even when he's doing the right thing like what he said when he was empathizing with Junpei was pretty much perfect like let's go back to the school and we can work together and you're doing this the wrong way he never invalidated Junpei's or anything oh, such a good thing and he like lets himself get attacked and just stands there you know his physical pain, pain nothing about his emotional pain oh it's such a good thing. yeah so even when even when Yuji seems like he's doing the right thing or like he seems like he's overcome something he usually just gets smacked in the face again like, I know last we week love that. you were... Go, go ahead. Oh, no, I just said I love that. <laughs> <laughs> last week... I, know, were... I love when there's no, like, just heroic moment and it's just constantly back into actor. Yeah, the, 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 the narrative doesn't really want to make Yuji look like a hero. And I mean, that's even something Megami said once, wasn't it? That I'm not a hero, I'm just a Juju sorcerer. Yeah. It seems like it seems like it's like a very long destruction deconstruction of um Yuji's like hero mentality because even even after he beats there's like no specific rewards for beating up Mahito or anything like that and nobody ever stops to tell Yuji what a good person he is. It's more like Yuji just learns more about himself or his determination gets a little bit stronger. You going to say something Kuja? <laughs> no, I got distracted. <laughs> I got distracted looking at the squishy panel of Gato. Panel of ghetto? Uh, the, the one where Mahito like jumped forward and just sort of moved his arm and swishes yeah. backwards. Yeah, I was just, I literally, I just got distracted staring at that. It's, that was very important. Um, uh, it's, it is very important, have you know? No, I haven't. Let me do it. So, yeah, Yuji's got this hero complex, and even when it looks like he's going to save people, I mean, just ghetto is so beautiful every single panel on screen, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Okay, but anyway, Yuji's just, like, got this hero complex going, but, like, the world never tells him it's a good thing. The world, in fact, is seeming indifferent to him. And, I mean, one thing about, like, Jujutsu Kaisen in comparison to My Hero Academia, because I'm just gonna keep hearing them, because I've got both of them of on the brain. Of course you are. Jujutsu Kaisen also shows us a manga where, like, characters who are victims constantly, like, die or get, like, like, sh- you know my favorite characters are Junpei Kokichi, and those are the characters that, like, die in the most horrific ways possible. But also, like, the entire manga is like that. Like, it feels like when these characters die, it's usually for a reason to show how messed up the world is. Yeah, I, I think you could probably argue that they got their dessert, those two. Oh. I don't think that personally, but I think a lot of people would see it that, like, they got punished by an hour for I see it like I see it like in Jujutsu Kaisen, the world equally hard on everybody. Like remember that thing Megami said where like um the only thing fair is that everything is unfair for everyone? You know the Megami thing where he says the world is equally unfair to everyone? Yeah. Okay, you know that Megami thing where he says the world is equally unfair to everyone? Yes. It feels that way when he's writing Yuji, because Yuji doesn't ever seem to get main character privileges. He just gets his ass yeah, kicked. He's a never lot. rewarded for his actions. It doesn't feel like the narratives in Yuji's head. He doesn't have any personal bias towards Yuji. Yuji's just one more person in the world. Akutama, you mean? 
No, I mean, like, the author... Okay, so, like, you got all these characters, right? Yuji's the main one, but it doesn't feel like the story is written entirely around him. He just feels like another person in a huge world, you know? No, there was a comment about that that the manga made as well, where they said that Nanami was the favorite character, but for every other character, they feel nothing. Um, which, I mean, was obviously kind of a joke, but it does feel like they treat them that way, that like, yeah, Yuji, but also all of the other main cast. It feels like there's no author bias or anything. Uh, I think a lot of people share this sentiment in the fandom. It's it's a running joke that um that Akutami hates Gojo, but like, can you imagine how annoying Gojo would be if Akutami was like constantly sucking his dick? Yeah, it's difficult to imagine him being more and than he already is. But yeah, I, I I get what you're going with that. It's a scary thought. Like even Gojo, who is like you know the strongest or like the one who kind of has like the theme of the manga, which is we need to fix this broken world. Even get to mm-hmm. Gojo, you know, makes mistakes and gets punished for them, and he gets sent to the gay baby jail, which is his box, <laughs> and he has to stay in the box. Jujutsu Kaisen is a really harsh narrative, but it feels like it's equally harsh everyone, so I don't get as upset at it when this stuff happens, like when you get his ass kicked. Yeah. Oh, I definitely don't get upset. I think that's one of the strengths of the manga, if anything. Um, I don't know. It, it just ties into that entire, the, like, the duality in the manga where there is no good without evil. You know, every time he does something good, there's a mistake behind it too. Yeah. And, um, and he just, he's constantly punished for it. Mahito even yeah. says that, like, Yuji thinks he's, like, a ghost buster, busting ghosts, or that he's exercising curse spirit. It's like a like a hero in an exorcism manga. Yuji, I mean, there's not a lot about Yuji as a character that's like written yet because I feel like all of this is like preparation for who he's gonna become after this arc. But like Yuji mm-hmm. is Yuji, it feels like someone who is tries to play hero and has his hero complex denied to him. I'm I'm trying to tie it up like whether or not I think that Yuji really sees himself as a hero in that same sort of sense. Oh my god, I'm turning to you. I was about to compare it to My Hero Academia. I mean, the characters in My Hero Academia see themselves as heroes, right? They have this role to protect. And yes. That they're, they're good guys for doing it. Yep. Whereas Yuji, ne- Yuji never really comes across that way, or at least not to me. He's just like, hey, I have an ability to do this thing. It so would be a waste for me not to do it, but and therefore think- I'll do it. He's never really like... Sorry, yeah. I think it might be an unconscious motivator as opposed to a conscious one. Like, he doesn't realize he's doing it, but it's effectively how he acts. Yeah, 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 that's true. But I think that's why I get punished for it, is that, like, this isn't a conscious thought of his, it's not such about, and we've said that before, he never puts that much thought into what he's doing. He's just, and like, that's constantly why... beat up by the narrative for not thinking about it. Yeah, that's why he usually gets blindsided by twists like this. Or, like, one thing yeah. I was gonna mention, when Junpei dies, it's, it, part of it is Mahito showing up out of nowhere, but as I was watching the anime, I just noticed they, that they, um, they'd spend time going where Yuji's like, oh, Mahito got the drop on me, even though Nanami told me that there was a cursed spirit with a patchwork face so part of it was yeah, he yeah. didn't have his guard up and he wasn't paying attention or he didn't remember the really important thing he said he also wasn't able to like convey the danger to junpei in time that like mahito was someone he needed to run away from so like it's a very sad thing that happens it's a very tragic thing but there's also like a reason for it and part of it was like yuji was just a kid in this situation so he didn't know he, he didn't have, like, you know, he doesn't have the um, planning and foresight of, say, Nanami, who probably would have recognized Mahito and probably been like, oh, shit, that's Mahito. We need to clear this area right away. It is part Yuji's bad decision making in that situation. Let's Junpei die right in front of him. 
but it's also something really sad that should happen. Yeah. It, uh... So there's there's consequences for Yuji's recklessness, is what I'm saying. Like, when Yuji doesn't think things through all the way, it usually, like, causes him to screw up something major. As opposed to most other shounen protagonists where they're reckless and then there's no real consequence for it. It's just like, oh, look, they're an idiot. Or, oh, look, they're they're so brave. They, change, they charge right into danger and try to save people without noticing it. It just, it feels more realistic because Yuji, like, you know, fumbles all the time, makes, like, really dumb mistakes like you know not remembering that Mahito was the patchwork faced her spirit. I don't know if it's really that he's done better this time around but it's kind of interesting that he did click a lot quicker this time around. Uh, he immediately recognized who Geto was set up the, the guy with the scar the butter hobes. Oh yeah because he had him. oh yeah I feel yes. like so he does seem to be like it's a very small difference, but he does seem to be a mistake. You know, there would yeah, be no like- growth if he's not getting constantly shit on by the dust. Um, <laughs> but he is like slowly getting there and you actually see it for once, which a lot of shonen they're just magic yeah. better. <laughs> It's getting more situationally aware, at least. Or he's, like, taking yeah. this way more seriously. Especially now that he's been, like, battle-hardened mm-hmm. after the fight with Mido. But, um, one more thing I wanted to mention before, um, timer goes off. The second part of this discussion, um, so we had Kusakabe telling Panda that, like, even if they bring Yuji back, he's not gonna take his side anymore. Which is, which yeah. ties to what we were saying about not only last week that, you know, Sorcerer Society might not let Yuji back in, but also what we're saying is that the narrative doesn't treat Yuji as a hero. Like, there are people already who, after Yuji, like, lets Sukuna out and lets Sukuna rampage, are like, yeah, I don't trust him anymore, or I'm not going to take his side when he comes back to Curse College. My question to you is, do you think Choso is going to help Yuji out? Is that why Choso came up in this chapter? Man, I have so many Choso in this whole context I'll, I'll eventually yeah i think the choso and g will ally oh really um yeah i mean i said that last week as well when we were talking about this that i think choso is the key to yuji moving beyond his his like black and white one dimensional yeah his one dimensional view that like curse bad human good all humans good blah 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 um i think choso's key to that i also think that the uh even the fact that the memory manipulation continued in this chapter it was i mean i think it was portrayed as a bit of flashback but it continued into this chapter i think that's super important and i'm wondering if there's more to that than it just being take um i, think I honestly said before sorry oh, i have i have a little detail to share um so you know the translation um there's a a couple of debate on what Geto was saying exactly when he he was praising Yuji when he said uh, Sukuna's vessel is pretty tough. Um, I read a tweet thread that one of the alternate translation was like possibly that he um, was praising his own like Geto was praising his own work like a small implication that he might have been the one that made Yuji into like Sukuna either you because you know Yuji was weird before he could like fucking chuck medicine balls like sixty yeah. yards but yeah he's. There's an impl- implication that if he is Kamo, he might have done something weird to Yuji's body, or even like bred him as some sort of hybrid beforehand in preparation for him becoming, you know, the vessel. There's a tweet going around that's saying he might have been praising himself and his own work for making Yuji into a vessel for Sukuna, like a, like a you know like a no. humble brag, a humble brag to yeah, himself, yeah. like wow, I did such a good job with you, and that might be what he's talking about next. Anyway, back to you. So there's no, a chance- yeah, I I I have read that too, um, and I think it's super interesting. Oh, yeah, apparently even Japanese readers were kind of divided on whether that's him praising himself or not. And I've, I've seen people talk with theory before that not only that Noritoshi Kamo has prepared him as a vessel, but that he is with the cursed, or one of the yeah. death paintings. Not only would that make him and Chozo brothers, it would mean that Yuji has killed two of his other brothers. Yeah. Unknowingly, but um, still. But yeah, I've never really like bought into that theory, but then this chapter, now I'm start- starting to 
question it uh, and then the memory ma- manipulation thing whether or not that's an actual technique or whether it's related to him sharing some sort of kinship with Choso. Yeah, Although I'm that on would the latter. To- totally different implications with Odo because we share that with two. I don't have anything to say on that at the minute. Like, I just... Uh, basically, what we're going to say to finish this all up is that Hoda- uh, Yuji and Choso are bros for life. Oh, absolutely. Cannot wait to see them together. We've reached the end of our discussion, and just like last week, we're going to have uh, Kuja tell us another ghost story. Oh, no, no, no. I can't think of one. You'll have about a million of them. Your yeah, sister is really possessed boring. by the devil. I mean, there's been a bunch of times that, um, like, my, my sister has been babysitting me and my twin sister when we were kids, and we, like, constantly hear her calling us. Uh-huh. And then we're, you know, sh- shouting down the stairs, being like, why are you calling us? What is going on? And then she comes upstairs shouting at us. And then what? Oh, my, my brain really does just shut down. Yeah, and then she, like, goes back downstairs, and then suddenly she hears us calling her, but we're not actually calling her. And then she comes back upstairs and starts shouting at us again, but apparently... We are both hearing things that are like never actually happening. <sighs> so do you think, this. Do you think that's your makes sense? Do you think your uh do you think that's your sister's curse technique there? That's absolutely what it is. No, I mean there's been a bunch of times where she has thought people have been calling her and she always says that it's in her granny's voice, her grandmother. Um Do you think you think she brought your your grandma her grandma back with um like like Yuda did with Rika? That would be pretty oh. fucked up, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be what pretty fucked up. What is the ghetto says about that? He like uh, traps the soul of his loved one. Yeah, Yuda's Yuda's pretty um pretty crazy. Yuda's pretty. Okay. He's pretty mad. Oh. All right, all right. We're gonna say our goodbyes. Um, I'm Link Spooky. You can find me on Tumblr at linkspooky.tumblr.com or on Twitter at um, Mechamiwa, which is the best ship in the series. And it's um, not, you know, it's not, but it is good. It's yeah. head, but it's good. Um, what is your head? You like Gojo and Udahime. That that's cute. That is cute. Come on. Okay, okay. Uh, and then say your thing. Uh, I am Kuja. I am Jitsu Gift on Twitter. Okay, and then um, I, I want to give a thank you to uh, 3D Blast for giving us our ending song, which is a remix of the first opening of Yu Yu Hakusho, which is like an inside joke for me because you know Bleach is based off of Yu Yu Hakusho and Tokyo Metropolitan Curse School slash Jujutsu Kaisen is very obviously based on Bleach. Bye, Bye. everyone! Read Bleach! It's really bad. I can deal with starts good, but ends bad. I've read to it.